You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Uh, my name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. And I'm Kai, and I use they, she pronouns. Uh, and yeah, Transmission is all about amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming uh, community here in Brisbane. Uh, yeah, so Transmission, uh, we normally talk about what's happening in community events and news first up. Um, and then we've got a special guest from a really iconic local band. I don't know, I, I'm trying to like wind people up now, you know, <laughs> get them really... Uh, Mianjin's Transpunk Darling, really. Oh, yes. oh, that's a great... There you go. Uh, Mianjin's Transpunk Darling. That's right. Um, she's a bit of an icon. I'm a big fan. Um, fangirling out in here. So, uh, And, uh, yeah, she's sitting outside waiting for us. Um, yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not. I'm literally not going to tell you who it is until we come back. So mm-hmm. we'll, um, we've got someone that we're talking to. But uh, first up, the week in community events. Uh, Kai, what's, what's happening? Speaking of Transpunk Darling, uh, of Mianjin, not the who we've got in today, but um, <laughs> Queerbait will be supporting Bikini Kill at the Tivoli on Friday, March 3rd at 7.30pm. Um, so congratulations to Queerbait because that is really cool. Yeah, it is really, really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's their first, uh, the Bikini Kill's first time touring Australia since 1997 with original members and feminist funk- punk Pioneer, <laughs> Kathleen Hanna, gosh, can't speak today, Toby Vale and Kathy Wilcox, um, who are bringing the riot to the Tivoli for an all-ages show. Yeah, yeah, this is really cool. Um, the t- I, I wasn't going to mention it today because I would have thought the tickets have sold out, but they have not. Um, so I'll pop a link on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. Buy a ticket, go support Queerbait. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Bikini Kill, but yeah, mainly Queerbait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a, a girl punk, go riot girl uh, night out on Friday. I'll see you there. Yes, yes. A few. There are a few Z heads that will be present for this iconic event really yeah. so yeah you better get you better get down on the tivoli um then there's also uh so not this week but next week on friday march 10th from 7 p.m at back dock arts is heel fire club with super mari ho party uh this will be um when your favorite characters from the mushroom kingdom get together for an all-out celebration in honor of their fa- favorite italian plumber featuring a collection of Mianjin's amazing burlesque and drag artists uh doors open at 7 p.m for a 7 30 p.m show 7 30 p.m shows uh it's an 18 plus event um yeah a best there's also best dress and game prizes that can be won uh you'll also see transmissions uh lord severus there as well uh in drag in an amazing just sev has some incredible costumes so you know yeah um and a mario themed one i'm keen so uh yeah he's should. also a very incredible performer so well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, what else we got? Uh, Sophie LaBelle is doing uh, her trans agenda tour uh, at 20 Booville Street in Booville, Ipswich, on Monday 13th of March at 6pm and Tuesday 14th of March at 2pm. Sophie, Sophie LaBelle is back in Brisbane for one last time for her trans agenda tour. Don't miss this chance to hear her speak. This event, 
organised by ATSAC, uh, which is Australian Transgender Transgender Support Association Queensland, is open to everyone with free entry um, donations at the door if you feel like it. Uh, during her talk, she will speak about her art and activism, her artistic process, comic making, community building, and empowerment through art. She also has a bunch of great jokes about turfs. She will answer <laughs> questions from the audience and sign books at the end. Um, so, shouldn't have left this to the end, but Sophie, Sophie LaBelle is a neurodivergent trans cartoonist and novelist from Montreal, Canada, and she's the author of the webcomics Assigned Male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which are great. You might have seen them on the internet, uh, which has been running since 2014 and the CL novel series. She lives in Finland with her Finnish husband. The Best of Assigned Male was recently published by Hatchet in the UK. Yeah. Um, iconic, um, you know, trans uh, uh, comic cartoonist. Yeah. So yeah. she totally make time for that. Uh, yeah, just that will be on Monday 13th of March and Tuesday 14th of March. Uh, yeah. So that'll be out in Ipswich Way. You should definitely, you should definitely. Oh yeah, look at it'll that. be yeah. a good laugh. <laughs> yes, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty good stuff. Oh, and I guess we should move into the news. The news. The news. There's been some things. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Spain has passed laws uh, allowing anyone over 16 to change registered gender. Um, so Spain's parliament has passed new legislation which allows anyone over 16 to legally change their gender on official do- documents without medical intervention. Uh, it also allows for youth aged 12 to 14 to change their legal gender with authorization from a judge and anyone aged 14 to 16 to change with the approval from their parents or guardians. Uh, the law will also ease abortion access for young people aged 16 and 17, introduce paid menstrual leave, which is a first for Europe, ban conversion therapy, uh, which will be punishable with hefty fines, and put an end to public subsidies for groups that incite or promote LGBTI phobia. That's amazing. Yeah, what a awesome. law. Mm-hmm. Whew. The rest of Europe are sweating under the pressure of progressive Spain. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we've also got... Nearly 1,000 contributors protest New York Times coverage of trans people. So I'm reading from The Guardian here. Uh, Nearly 1,000 New York Times contributors, in addition to tens of thousands of subscribers and readers of The Times, signed an open letter to the paper's standards editor condemning the publication's coverage of transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people. A second letter organized by the not-for-profit GLAAD, uh, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, on Wednesday spoke against what is called irresponsible biased coverage of transgender people in The Times. The Times has asserted that its reporting is nuanced and fair, saying GLAAD's advocacy mission and The Times' journalistic mission are different. As a news organisation, we pursue independent reporting on transgender issues that include profiling groundbreakers in the movement, challenges and prejudice faced by the community, and how society is grappling with debates about care, said Charlie, uh, who's the Times Director of External Communications, in a statement that was provided to several media organizations. So this is just something that uh, has been spread everywhere. Um, In recent months, the Times has published several stories on healthcare for trans youth, as well as opinion pieces on the subject. Uh, The contributors' letters... The contributors' letter said that plenty of reporters at the Times cover trans issues fairly, but criticised the organisation and specific reporters for publishing over 15,000 words of front-page Times coverage debating the propriety of medical care for trans children. 
over the past eight months. That letter, signed by 30,000 supporters as of late Friday, includes Chelsea Manning, Cynthia Nixon and Roxanne Gay. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on in the US at yes. the moment. Uh, we're not going to talk about all of it, but anyway. <laughs> it's tense. It's tense. It is. Uh, but in trans health research, um, trans broken arm syndrome. So this is reading from a social media post by trans health research. Recent research from the US explored the prevalence of trans broken arm syndrome, a form of healthcare discrimination where the healthcare professional incorrectly assumes that the presenting health condition is the result of the patient's gender identity or medical transition. The survey of 147 trans and gender diverse people found that nearly one third reported some form of trans broken arm syndrome. These experiences included assumptions by the healthcare professional that they were disordered in their thinking or being, hyperfocus on aspects of medical gender affirmation, ignorance or incompetence in treating trans people, and having health concerns dismissed by the healthcare professional. Yeah, uh, disappointing, but not uncommon. I'm, I'm, you know, I've experienced this. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. I mean, it also you're just, just trans, sounds so like... you're broken anyway. Yeah. Huh. Uh, this happens for trans people. This happens, uh, you know, similarly but differently for people of colour, fat people, women, um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just not really being believed by medical professionals is something I think we have all experienced to some extent. Yes, yeah, uh, it's pretty... Medical research and uh, and diagnoses can be pretty biased. I don't know why uh, anyone would suggest otherwise, but I'm glad that uh, Trans Health Research Hub down in uh, Nam, uh, Melbourne, uh, have been conducting these incredible research projects, uh, not just on this recent one, trans broken arm syndrome, but also on a variety of different topics, including hormone therapy and the benefits and so on. Um, you can actually check out Trans Health Research uh, by jumping onto their website. So yeah, transhealthresearch.org. Org.au. Yeah, so I think this actually wasn't their research, but um, it's worth checking them out because they they also post blog posts um, on any research that's relevant to their mission um, that they're not doing as well. So if you want to keep up to date on like actual studies regarding trans people, they're a good place to, to look at. Yeah, you should do it. Anyway... Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. I'm Kai, and I use they, she pronouns. And we are joined in studio by the one, the only, <laughs> Emmy from the Cutaways. Hello. <laughs> what an intro. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm Emmy. I use she, her pronouns. So, yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so excited you're here. Um, yeah, uh, so the Cutaways, iconic uh, local band, uh, pro- iconic Australia-wide, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Um, how have you been? Great, yeah, wonderful, really good. Um, on the band front, been a bit quiet, but we've got a bit coming up soon, which we'll be able to talk about, no doubt. But um, yeah, otherwise, I'm great, doing very well. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> um, so you've got, uh, you've been, you've been gigging for a while. How long have you been actually 
in, in music, really. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm well. That's maybe twenty, twenty, just over twenty-five years. I guess it's a long time. It's crazy. I just had a milestone birthday recently, which you guys, which you both attended, which was lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, I, I first band I was in was when I was fourteen in high school with a few friends, and um, that was yeah, like ninety-seven. I'm not going to do the math, but. Um, <laughs> That's when Bikini Kill were here last. Yeah, right, yeah. So, um, yeah, and basically haven't really stopped since then. One way or another, I've been playing music and bands and stuff since then, around Brisbane mostly, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. I don't think I could ever stop now, you know. <laughs> you go through those times where you're like, what am I doing this? You know, I guess <laughs> sort of like a, I don't know, like a mid-life crisis sort of thing. But then you sort of realise, I think, if you've been doing it this long, there's probably no no way you're going to stop. <laughs> It'd become a force of habit, surely. You oh, know? it does. What, yeah. what, what would you be doing if it wasn't music? Oh, of you know? course, yeah. And no, I couldn't think of anything else. But then um, you sort of have those moments where you doubt it, and you're like, "Why am I doing this?" But then I recently personally had a really amazing experience playing a solo show, and I was like, "This is why I play it. This is why I still play music. It's mm. just really special, and I think it always will be." So it's one of those thing, things I can sort of picture when I'm an old lady <laughs> and still been able to do I suppose <laughs> maybe just a bit slower and a bit take things down a few notches but um yeah I'll definitely you could get angrier you could be like maybe well, who knows <laughs> <laughs> it's just kookier you know <laughs> that's it I'm writing the songs about my garden <laughs> why not yeah yeah. Sure. yeah that's me and another let's say 20 years hey <laughs> we'll see how we go yeah uh, so when before you like create some before you go like and sit down with the rest of the band and like create something what is that process like so do you typically come with something does everyone bring an idea in terms of writing a new song or um i'm a little bit controlling in that sense in that i i, I write most of the stuff um our guitarist ben he he does as well he, he, he likes to have some input which is which is great but um i guess my process has always been and, and it took a little bit of time to figure it out but i think especially with this current band the cutaways we sort of worked out what what our writing process or how our writing pro- process works best so i i always write on an acoustic guitar a lot of the time i'm sort of imagining them imagining them just as solo songs that songs that i'll just play on my own um and i'll just basically come up with you know, like a bit of a chord progression and a, like a melody. And from there, I will usually send it to Ben, the guitarist, and he'll have a fiddle around and a play and add like lead bits to it and stuff. Um, sometimes I'll send it to the others just so they can get a sort of their heads around it. And at this point, sort of, I've got like usually the entire structure laid out. Um, and then when we eventually take it into the band room, um, like I said, usually everyone's kind of familiar with it so we can usually bash it out pretty quickly and then it's what we well, what I like to refer to as the cutaways filter where everyone is at the, the time that everyone sort of has their input and it sort of gets changed from something that I imagined as a as a solo song into like a full band song and it's it's great fun I mean it's great when when everyone all comes together and most of the time it's completely different to how I ever imagined the song would be but again it's just everyone having their input and adding little changes here and there and and that's usually it and then from there, I usually I usually don't write lyrics until the full song's done because sometimes if it doesn't work out, I sort of feel like I put so much effort into lyrics and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But um, I like to wait till I know that it's it definitely can be a song before putting all that energy in, I suppose. And then that's, that's and it. make and like that feeling like especially with writing 
with writing lyrics and then melody and then you have everything together, it can be like, oh, I really want to say this, but what I've said doesn't fit now. Yeah, kind uh, of, yeah, or it doesn't yeah. fit the mood kind of thing and things yeah. like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm so happy about my flowers, but the yeah. song is so sad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's out. <laughs> um, and do you find, like, because, um, you know, in the last... Uh, 25 years that you've been making <laughs> well, so, music yeah. or so. Um, ha- has, that cha- has that changed? Has that process changed for you? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it obviously growing up and matured as a songwriter. Um, I guess, well, actually the process itself, I've always been, that's just sort of, and I've sort of heard about how other writers write music. I mean, some people do write lyrics and then write music around it, which I could never do. Um, but I know a lot of artists sort of take the same pro- approach as me. And I guess I, I guess I have always sort of done that, at least sat down and come up with like a progression and then just added words onto that or like a melody first and then words from there. And I guess I, I think probably we've matured a lot in the way, I mean, because everyone in the band has sort of grown up playing music as well, but I think we've all sort of matured in the way that we write and approach songs and stuff as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and thinking back, like you say, like I, I guess the process for myself personally hasn't really changed that much, but I think as a whole, um, yeah, we've sort of matured a lot and have a really good way of, of bringing it all together. You're like, you've, like, grown together as kind well. Of, yeah, yeah, all, all in different... I mean, we grew up playing in different bands. Um, and then we've been... It's crazy to think now we've been doing this band for, I think, seven years. Um, and we recently got a new drummer, but the core members, me, my, myself, Ben... Or, B1, as he likes to be called, and Marcus. So we've been writing for quite a while now, so we've sort of got our process, um, and it works pretty well, I suppose. <laughs> Everyone seems pretty happy with how we're doing it. But I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, you had cheap curtains in the Hot 100, you oh, know, yeah, it's like number good. 32. That, was it 32? Yeah, yeah 32. Okay. Yeah, cool. I had to check. I was yeah, like, cool. I was yeah, like yeah. somewhere in the, in the early 30s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, every year, I think last year we were in the 40s. I don't know if we are in the year before that. But anyway, it's coming down. We're getting closer and closer. I kind of figure in about, I don't know, eight years' time, we might make it to close to number one. <laughs> Let's see. You'll have a hit. <laughs> yeah. I actually, um, because uh, the Hot 100 was, uh, the number one track was uh, Square Tugs with uh, featuring Polly Cook yes. from Mitch Please. And Mitch Please was with Rich Mitch for their set, was number two. And I nearly wore a, a Mitch Please shirt this morning. And then I went, how rude. Poor Emmy, you know, from the, com- the number 32. And I come in wearing a Mitch Please shirt. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, come on. No, there's definitely no hard feeling. No, no, we love love, Mitch, please. (laughs) I've been suggesting that we should start calling cut-off shirts cutaway shirts if you're in in Brisbane. In honour. Then we could all just start wearing cut-off or cutaway shirts and make it like a band uniform. Maybe maybe you could, like, have your next piece of merch can just have, like, a scissor dotted line (laughs) over the sleeve sleeve seam. Sure, genius. And then, like, cut the cutaways and then just, like, you know, points to the fact that you can cut the sleeves. <laughs> I would like maybe like just cut just over the shoulders and I have it like a little off the shoulder semi oh, oh, cut yeah. you know anyway yeah, yeah. Yeah. So give people the option like have you, cut lines there or there you can have it a yeah. bit shorter a bit longer yeah cool. alright I'm writing this down I'm taking this, I'm taking this to the yes. band Tra- transmission giving you notes on how to do your merch yeah you're welcome <laughs> wonderful uh, so I, another question I had was um, so with writing music and then what you create has uh, with your with being trans and transitioning and your identity has how has that influenced what you've written what you've created oh a big influence I mean yeah. especially especially the stuff that I was writing when I first came out and, and sort of that's about the time that the cutaway started because 
I, I guess writing prior to that, I sort of held back or hid things quite a lot in, in lyrics. Um, but then I just sort of felt like I could say what I wanted to say when it came to, to identifying as a trans woman, you know? Like, it just felt like everything, the floodgates were open so I could just say what I wanted to say and, and be free to say it, you know? Like, and it felt really great to be able to do that finally. And um, so the album that we put out a couple of years ago, that was sort of a number of years in the making, but when we eventually released it, it was called Wax Woman, and essentially that was just about my journey up until that point as a trans woman and coming out and how it impacted relationships and things around me and things like that so that was very therapeutic I suppose to, to get that out um I sort of I don't really and then, and then in that sense I don't really sort of write I mean it's always sort of my experience is still always at the sort of front of my mind when I'm writing music but I think I'm sort of and it feels good to be able to write about other things now like just life stuff and I guess being it's sort of like again my trans experience comes through in those sort of ex, in those songs as well but it's not like the main topic most of the time. Um, unless I sort of think there's something that I want to say relating to, to being trans or anything like that. Yeah. It's interesting, like w- the early the early phases for a transition for most people, it's like you're all consumed by this identity oh, and you're yeah. absorbed into it. And then as a creative with music, you're yeah. like, this is where I'm channeling it. Yeah. Like, you're just like putting it all in here. Well, I gonna- think I've heard it referred to as the pink cloud when, when you know, those first couple of years when you come out huh. and, and you're transitioning, like everything's just, ooh, you know, it's kind of like you're living on this pink cloud for a while. But and you're like submerged in it. And yeah, it yeah, just surrounded. becomes your whole, whole life in a way, which is great. I mean, it's been a number of years for myself now so I've sort of settled settled down a bit you know it's just, <laughs> but, yes um yeah it, it can be a little t- exhausting as well yeah, you know yeah, that sort right. of yeah. phase mm. yeah yeah no like I mean it, it happens with coming out as just as queer or something as well yeah. you know um just you're completely uh changing how you how you view yourself and and seeing a whole different world uh which is like so exciting and so stimulating and so mm. you want to you want to share that you want to talk about it all the time and then you get to the point where you're like you know I'm just I'm just living you know yeah, well, I'm that's just, it. yeah yeah just and and which is great you know we need mm. that we need that so much as well it doesn't always need to be um a huge battle some some mm. things are just about everyday totally. life you know yeah I agree. Mm. Um, through, still through a trans lens, still through a queer lens, it always will be, yep, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess you just sort of get used to that lens, right? It just becomes normal. So it, it you just sort of adapt to, to the way... It becomes you, your you prescription your glasses. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah that's and right, how exactly. nice is that? Yeah, but the other thing, I guess, is in the time that the cutaways have been around, especially, um, just, you know, seven, eight years, just how... how um, you know, visible trans artists and just the trans community as a whole as well. It's just changed so much and so quickly. So that's that's pretty encouraging as well. So, Yeah, and you were yeah. at the beginning of that with the cutaways. Well, kind you know? of, yeah, I guess. Yeah. There wasn't really too many that I knew of, too many trans trans artists or performers when um, when the cutaways... Actually, so I was in an, another band previously and I sort of came out towards the tail end of that. Um, but yeah, definitely at the time, there was not many other trans artists around so yeah it's pretty special special to see how much it's grown in, in that you know fairly short amount of time um, yeah but it's obviously still a ways to go there's still but i mean yeah I'm, I'm encouraged i feel like it's gonna as we were saying before just the number of artists that you were able to play on on this sort of show in the space of an hour is amazing yeah it's mm. great speaking of music actually because yep. <laughs> i would love to play cheap curtains which is number 32 on the four triple z hot 100 uh yeah this is cheap curtains the cutaways My name is Georgie Stone and you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. 
You're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. And, uh, yeah, Transmission is all about amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin and beyond. I'm Ez. I use he, him pronouns. I'm Kai, and I use they, she pronouns. And I'm Amy. I'm the guest, and I use she, her pronouns. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm the gay, or yeah. something. It's like, I'm the gay. I'm the guest. I'm, just <laughs> not, a, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a host. <laughs> I am guest Emmy. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking to Emmy from The Cutaways, um, and yeah, we were chatting just before we went to some music about, um, you know, uh, trans elders and music and then how that passes down to the you know and informs trans artists now coming coming out with you know different kinds of music varying from you know punk uh, actually, a lot of trans bands like punk music. Uh, it yeah, seems, it's almost like we've got problems with the system. I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Never noticed that. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, you know, and I, I guess like how that informs, you know, younger generations too. Mm-hmm. Um, and punk being a fantastic medium, you know, a genre sure. to emphasize I am angry. <laughs> yeah, and mostly an overall very accepting community, which which really made it a lot easier for me when I came out, just knowing that, you know, I've got this punk community there and they're more than likely going to support me. And obviously there is a few douchebags <laughs> that do exist, mm. but they've long gone. Um, but yeah. And they get they get slowly, like, siphoned and squeezed out of those communities yeah. over time as well. Or yeah. educated, you know? Sometimes you just need to be around it and be like, oh, okay, mm. I was the dickhead. Oh, yeah. trans people, not yeah. so scary. Mm. Mm. They're angry, though, but they're not, they're not scary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, and a while back, you, uh, the Cutaways, did a tour with Laura Jane Grace. Uh, it was actually a solo tour. Of just, so it was just <gasps> me. It's just you. <laughs> it was just Never me. mind. <laughs> <laughs> we played. We've supported against me a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I did a solo tour with Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers, which was um, a band she put some songs out with a couple of years ago. And the headline of the tour was a band called Murder by Death from Kentucky, I think, in the states, who I've loved for many years. So it was mind-blowing it was like a dream come true so i'll never forget the day i got that email asking if i would be happy or if i'd like to support both those bands on on a tour around australia and it was amazing you're just like i'm crying yeah probably one of the best musical opportunities i think i'll, le- I'll ever have um it was just incredible so yeah. well deserved i mean like oh, you're you. an exceptional <laughs> act so you know um yeah. uh yes i've seen you solo you're great so <laughs> um yeah and so what do you think that you know with that experience because you know laura jane grace is kind of iconic as like this trans elder in the community particularly with with music and punk music yeah um how do you think this is going to look going forward because i consider you an iconic you know trans artist here in brisbane that's informing young younger sure. generation totally yeah, i'll take yeah. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wipe the dust off your shoulder yeah um, uh, yeah, sorry, finish. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, so how do you feel about all this going forward? You know, what's the future look like for young trans artists? Oh, it's looking great. Like I said before, it's just, it, it's unstoppable now. I mean, the floodgates are open. There's, yeah. It's just, and I think, you know, not just here in, in Brisbane, but Australia-wide, worldwide, I mean, you're just going to keep seeing it, I think. I mean, just the whole, um, you know, that next generation, it, it's just completely different. People, kids are growing up with a completely different mindset when it comes to, gender identity or music and things like that so at some point it's all just going to mush together and it's just going you're going to see it all over the place so it's, it's, gonna explode. Yeah, it's wonderful yeah well totally yeah. and it already is i mean i like i said to you before like i've sort of have my blinders on when it comes to just music new music in general a lot these days but um it's there you know and, and you know it's there and you know things are changing and all for the better so yeah 
I guess, and like he's referring back to Laura Jane Grace being sort of, I guess, like you said, like an elder kind of thing, I guess people like that are the ones that did open or make those opportunities for people to feel like a lot more comfortable and be visible. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's really cool. Were there mm. any trans people that you particularly looked up to when you were coming out or, or Definitely Laura since? Jane Grace. Yeah. yeah, that's she came out and that, again, was just mind-blowing um, to me reading that article when it came out because I'd always been a fan, well, I'd been a fan of Against Me for a long time. Mm. So already like an artist that I looked up to and I obviously was having these feelings growing up and to know that there was an artist that I already looked up to was had also experienced that growing up. So it kind of blew my mind. It was about six months after Laura Jane Grace came out that I came out to my partner at the time. Really? Wow. Yep. Um, and then it was about two years later that I came out publicly. So, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then just to have the opportunity to tour with Laura, we had a lot of one-on-one time, which was kind of cool. I was tasked with driving a van with all the gear in it, but while we're in New South Wales, so like from Sydney to Newcastle and then to Canberra and stuff. And um, Laura much preferred sitting in the van with me as opposed to sitting in a van with a bunch of other people. So yeah. we got a lot of time to chat, and ah. and it was lovely. And it was just one of just, you know she's just a total, like a down to earth person to start with. But I mean just having that connect, talking trans stuff and you know um, just our experiences and everything it sort of brought, brings everything down to a totally different level but um, yeah it was very very special very special experience <laughs> that's so sweet yeah. uh, I just like uh, Laura Jane Grace is actually on a long list of trans people I want to talk to on this show oh I'm so. sure you could get her oh, if she's totally. yeah because yeah. you were saying you know she's, so, she's just very down to earth and, and I, I get that sense from, from her yeah. on the media and everything that she's mm-hmm. like not untouchable you know no, like you can actually She's still got that that full DIY. Yeah, know, she's a ethos. real anarchist. And it, yeah, yeah, which is so like Amanda cool. Palmer kind of you know that like. Oh, she's better than Amanda Palmer <laughs> <Yeah>. easily. <laughs> but I mean, you know, she, obviously when she's done these big tours with Against Me, they have like a stage crew and roadies and stuff. But when on this tour of Australia with the Devouring Mothers, I mean, there was no crew, there was nothing. You know, at the end of her set, she'd just stand on the stage, roll up her own lead, pack it away on her own, and. And yeah, we had discussions about how incredible that was, you know, that she's still doing that. And I mean, as far as I know, with her solo touring that she's doing a lot of around the States and Europe and stuff at the moment, I'm pretty sure that's how she travels around as well, just on her own, does yeah. everything herself, doesn't have to mm-hmm. rely on like record companies and, and you know, a crew and things like that. So yeah. it's pretty amazing to see. Good on her. Yeah, yeah, totally, 100%. It's, you sort of, that's the sort of musician you want to be, right? You don't, yeah, it's just honest and it's real yeah and it's about the art you know you're mm. like i'm here to share these stories this mu- this yeah, music yeah. stories and one of my trans mates in uh back when we were living in melbourne um couldn't go to the against me gig that was was on and then drove however long it is to sydney um to to see against me um and i don't know i think she must have seen the tweet or something that he was driving and um then just made a point to come and meet him after the show and give him a hug and say thanks for making the effort to Uh, come come and see my show it's just so yeah uh, he was beside himself (laughs) yeah it's amazing that's so sweet i mean there's another there's another artist that you also because i asked you to select a song Oh, yes, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so Dyke Drama. Right. So the song that we're going to play. Yeah, tell me, tell so me. Dyke Drama, um, she's put a few EPs out. Um, she's it, well, She goes by Dyke Drama with her releases, but at Steady Switchblade, Switchblade, he used to be in a band called Gloss, who I'm sure a lot of listeners yeah. are probably playing Gloss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this is a bit more chilled. It's um, Yeah, I think she's probably got a total of three EPs out. Um, 
uh, which one was this off? Tender Resignation, I think is the yeah, name of Yeah, Tender Resignation. Yeah, so mm. this popped up. I was listening to this a few years ago and it popped up on like a playlist that I had so um, a couple of weeks ago. So I thought, let's give it a blast. Yeah. Let's Good. do it. Yeah. Let's have a listen. Sure. This is The Hardest Years by Dyke Drama. That there, the hardest years, Dyke drama. Uh, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. And my name is Kai, and I use they, she pronouns. And Emmy here, <laughs> a special guest. I use she, her pronouns. Um, we've been chatting with Emmy uh, from the Cutaways today uh, about music, about being trans, and how that translates to music. Um, I wouldn't mean to make a translate, trans, like, pun thing there, but it happens all the time. <laughs> wow, Kai's so, like, enthused. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Thanks, Emmy. Uh, <laughs> good guest, you see. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for coming in thank and chatting with us. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. It's yeah. such a nice chat. You're, go- you're totally you going to come back yeah. in. Yeah, of course, make it happen. anytime. We'll yeah. come and play some songs sometime. Yes, you should. Mm. Um, thank you so much, um, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4ZZZ.